Welcome to Senior Connect, a podcast by Ogra. In this episode of Joanna's Community Corner, Joanna Timonier is joined by Natalie Hansen to discuss dementia and how it affects seniors and their families. Hello, my name is Joanna. I'm the Missions and Marketing Director for the Lantern of Saybrook. Welcome back to Joanna's Community Corner. We had some great feedback from last week's show. Thank you very much for your support. Please like and share, and let's hear some ideas that you would like to hear for upcoming shows. We want to again thank Dr. Tom DeSalvatore from DeSalvatore Chiropractic. He was so informative. But now let's get to some Lantern news. Dietary has been getting very creative. And with some summertime snacks, we had s'mores made on the grill, along with chocolate-covered marshmallows dipped in graham crackers, yum, yum, and red, white, and blue jello cups, and some delicious fruit smoothies. Our staff has been diligent in keeping up with disinfecting our communities. The safety of our residents and staff continues to be top priority. Our residents have been jigsaw puzzle crazy. So new puzzles and games have been ordered. Doing a puzzle enhances problem solving skills and can help improve memory, but also doing a puzzle with a friend gives one the opportunity to have fun socialization while putting the puzzle together. Not to mention how much improvement some of our residents have had and they actually get faster with each puzzle that's completed. The Landron of Saybrook has our bounce back program. This program is for seniors who have had surgery or illness or just need a little extra TLC. The Landron will help your senior bounce back and become independent again. We offer beautifully furnished suites, chef prepared meals, housekeeping, laundry, 24-hour nursing, and on-site therapy. The Lantern of Saybrook also offers respite care for our home caregivers. If there's a vacation that you've been wanting to take or a special event you would like to attend, or if you just need a few weeks to recharge your batteries, the Lantern is here for you. The Lantern of Saybrook wants your loved one to join our community. So we are offering free phone, free Wi-Fi, free cable, and a special deal just for your family member that's going to be good now through the end of August. We're also offering a bonus bucks pack program where the Lantern's going to pay you $500. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. $500 for a move-in referral. For these stories and a whole lot more, please visit our Facebook page, Lantern of Saybrook. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Lantern Lifestyles, to view videos from all three of our Lantern communities, Saybrook, Madison, and Chagrin Valley. But now I'm super excited. We have captured Natalie and we finally got Natalie on camera. Natalie, you have seen in all of my videos and she's been on our Facebook page and she does so much here at the Lantern. And we are so happy to have you. Natalie is our Swayus director and she is going to talk about dementia and the dementia umbrella. Um, with dementia, there's 88 different types of dementia. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to start with the most common one, which is Alzheimer's. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Um, well, I wanted to start uh, first with dementia is just that umbrella term for um, the range of symptoms associated with cognitive impairment. So everything you see under here, it falls under this dementia umbrella. Um, it's used just as a generic term. But with Alzheimer's disease, it is 
kind of the, it is the number one uh, form of dementia that you see. Um, it's a progressive disease where the symptoms will gradually worsen over a period of time. Um, it could be, you know, a number of years that you see it progress. Um, and a little later, we'll show you how that progression goes. Mm -hmm. um, so, so let's let's talk about. So we have your basic one, which is Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Now, vascular. What what is vascular dementia? Vascular dementia is caused by a blockage of or lack of blood flow to the brain. You'll experience problems in, in reasoning, judgments, and memory. Um, it's most commonly caused by a stroke. Okay. Um, so you'll see a lot of, of victims of stroke have some form of that vascular dementia. Okay, but not everybody who gets a stroke is going to get dementia. Correct. It just it just does it depend on what part of the brain it hits. It's usually depends on what part of the brain it hits. What their age is. Kind of what their age is. What your lifestyle factors have been leading oh. up to it too. Okay. Um, it, so can it it can be a variety of different things. What about this? What about Lewy body? What is a Lewy body? So a Lewy body is actually protein deposits that develop in the nerve cells in the brains, um, and the regions that involve thinking and memory and um, movement, like your motor control and everything. Okay. Um, so these, so different ones kind of affect different parts of the brain. They, they affect different parts of the brain, and, so, and then they affect the different parts of yourself as far as your movement, your speech, your memories, your thinking, your logical thinking, and all that. Um, now, what about this last one here? So your frontal temporal, or known as FTD, it's another type of umbrella term um, for a group of uncommon brain disorders that prim primarily affect your frontal and temporal lobes um, of the brain, and it's generally associated, associated with your personality, your oh, behavior, okay. and your language. A lot of times with FTD, you lose that language skill, um, the ability to talk um, and everything. However, you retain... Like you were talking about puzzles before, right. you retain those abilities of doing puzzles. A lot of time you'll see um, individuals with FTD have a lot of success doing those puzzles, doing those word games, doing those kind of different things that really work your brain, but they lack the verbal skills. They lack the, the um, personality oh, okay. skills that go along with it. So a lot of times it'll be kind of a... a Emotionless. Emotionless, yeah. So each one of these affects something different. Yeah. Right. So when you see someone with Alzheimer's, like some, some people will have like outbursts and some people will just, will just be calm and some people will just, so it's, it, it, there's not like, this is what's going to happen. This is what's right. going to happen next. I agree it, it affects like, everybody differently, right? Right. I equate it to like when you're pregnant, you have that book, what to expect when you're expecting. Yes. There's no book like that for dementia, for Alzheimer's, for any of this. Everybody is affected differently. Okay. Um, so you can't say, hey, my loved one has Alzheimer's. What can I expect from them? Well, you don't know. it depends on how it's affected them, how what parts of their brains it's affected them and everything. Okay. Um, That's good. Okay, let's... So Parkinson's falls under the dementia umbrella? Parkinson's falls under the dementia umbrella. Um, you can... It, it, it's... Parkinson's with dementia. Okay. Yeah. So not everybody with, same thing, like everybody that has Parkinson's doesn't have dementia. Right. Right. It, right. Or do they? No. Not really. Not really. Okay. Okay. That's okay. I was just wondering because Parkinson's is one of those things that you wouldn't think would fall under the dementia umbrella, right. but it does. It, it, does. it does. Anything that kind of affects the, like associated with any type of cognitive <clears throat> impairment will okay. fall under that. Now, so how does drugs and alcohol affect the brain? So 
we all know what drug and alcohol does to us or our brains when, when we consume it. Um, so this is kind of one that is not obviously a hereditary one. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you'll see with dementia that it, it can be hereditary. You know, you have that where people test for that gene for Alzheimer's right. and all that. Um, drug and alcohol is, is one of those that can be kind of preventable depending on your lifestyle. So this, um, this is definitely just lifestyle. And this is this it is, is pretty hardcore drugs and alcohol. Pretty hardcore, yeah. pretty hardcore yeah. drugs and alcohol. Um, okay. And then we have our MS-related mm-hmm. um, dementia, your disease-related dementia, and then your mixed dementia, where you may have Lewy bodies with with FTD, or you may have. Kind of so you can actually dementia. have two or more different types of dementia. Sure, sure. Okay. Because people were thinking, well, I just have Alzheimer's, and then that's that's. You it. can show stages of others or Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, you know. Okay. All right. Let's let's see what dementia looks like in the brain. All right. So this is your healthy brain in your advanced Alzheimer's brain. So, I'm, what can you see as the difference? Well, I, I see it's much smaller, mm-hmm. and 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 I see these big gaping holes here. Is this where memory was? This is where you can, yeah, where your memories are. So as your Alzheimer's advances, your brain shrinks down and you get these big gaping holes where your language will fall through, where your memories will fall through. Um, so is that why people sometimes will remember some things, not other things? Yeah, and you tend to remember those those things that mean the most to you, like a wedding, a birth of a child, um, a special event, something you know, great that happened to you. And sometimes there's something traumatic that happens to you. Um, it's It's... Things that you, it, it's a repetition type thing as far as memories go. It's, um, so do like the newest memories go first and it kind of goes backwards? Because I, I see a lot of, of our Alzheimer's patients, you know, they're living back in 1950. Right. right. So, so it's hard to retain those short-term memories, but it's easier to remember your childhood and remember those memories that you thought of yes. through the years. And you've maybe told the stories of, you know, several times through those years. Um, so when someone is... Say someone is talking about their husband and the husband has passed away. Should you tell them that the husband passed away or no? No. So a lot of times with dementia, um, you need to meet the person where they're at. You need to be in their reality. Your reality goes out the window. Mm -hmm. And so if their reality that day or that minute is that their husband is alive, then ask them to tell you about their husband. Ask them to share those memories that they have of, of, of their love. You know, how did you guys meet and how long have you been married? Exactly. Okay. You know, um, and a lot of times by sharing those memories, it, it gives them that good feeling mm-hmm. and everything. So, so and, that, and that also goes for, say, he's, he died 20 years ago. You don't need to keep telling him that he didn't because no matter how much you tell me that he's passed, they're not going to believe you. No, they're not going to believe you. And let them live in that happy place. It, it's okay. Um, a lot of people say, well, then I'm lying to them. But you're not. You're meeting them where they're at. Um, and that's very important because a lot of people have problems with that because they, they feel like they have to tell them the truth. They have to try like, right. like, like they're I, helping I, I, them I, bring them back to reality when really it doesn't. Right. Like I, I, I can't lie to my mom. I can't lie to my dad or I can't lie to my grandma. Um, and, and like I said, it's, it's not lying. It's, it's living in their reality. Um, because ultimately, you want to have a person with dementia have as little stress as possible. Okay. So, and also, you know, 
telling them that they passed away over and over again, then they're in that grieving process over and over and over again. Right. And that doesn't do anybody good. That doesn't do anybody good. And that also goes for like when sometimes they think their daughter is their wife or their... Correct. Yeah. That, that happens a lot. That, that does happen a lot. And that goes back to the memories and meeting them in their reality and where they're at. Because if they are in that newlywed stage of their life, they didn't have kids. So a lot of times, you know, I explain it as, I know your face. I know you're somebody important to me. You must be my wife because I don't have kids. Right, right, right. You know, or you must be my husband. And that's very hard for like the kids to accept. It is. It it is a hard, hard thing to accept. Um, What I like to say is, is, they're recognizing you as somebody important. important. As somebody important. And I feel like it's a feeling. Like, I know this person's important to me. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, almost like I don't want to disappoint them by not knowing. So I'm going to assign you a name mm-hmm. of somebody that I know. Giving them the importance. Giving them the importance. Because okay. um, a lot of kids get upset when they can't remember their names. And, right. And they can't remember their grandkids, you know. But don't be upset about that. No, I, I think it's important to realize that they're recognizing you as as somebody important important to them um we got to get rid of you know wanting we all want people to remember our names it's a natural thing you know to feel important you remember somebody's name Mm -hmm. um but it's more i was it's more i remember your face or i remember how you make me feel yes you make me happy you make me happy you make me feel you're kind you take care of me exactly exactly that's the most important that's the most important Mm -hmm. We're going to move on to parts of our brain that affect dementia. So, explain the brain. Well, brain is very complex. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, a couple of parts of the brain that are important to dementia. We have our cerebellum, which sits right down in here. It sits at the back of the head, under the brain, um, and it co- controls your balance or coordination. Mm-hmm. It's what makes you stay upright and, and walk straight and, okay. and not fall down all the time. So when that is affected by dementia, it affects someone's ability to walk, somebody's ability to, to feel stable, um, to take care of themselves. Um, however, it is really solely affected, affected solely by dementia. There's okay. usually another factor that okay. comes into that. Um, so you have your cerebrum, which is your largest part of your brain, right in here. Now this is this is what most people assume is just the brain. You know, we don't realize that there's other parts. Correct, correct. Um, and it it is responsible for thinking and actions, basically everyday life. Everyday, everyday life. <laughs> you know, um, it shrinks due to the decreased ability to use that part of the brain. And and so a lot of what we say here with your brain, if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. Well, this is where you lose it. Um, and that's kind of like on the slide before where we saw where those, it shrinks when we saw like the, the, the gaping holes. Exactly. The, okay. So it's due to miscommunication in dying neurons is where you lose the ability to, to use those parts of the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that shrinks, we lose the ability of these areas of the brain to function. So just like you saw in that picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go to our amygdala which sits right in here. It's this little kind of brown pocket thingy right in there. Um, it works to combine memories of events throughout the day to form new memories in the brain. 
So this is where your short-term memories are, are found. Okay. Um, it does not form new long-term memories immediately, but it goes back to that repetition. When you, um, it's like when you learn the math facts in school and you had to memorize your right. multiplication table. Through repetition, you learn how to do it. Through repetition of those memories, then those get formed into your long-term memory of okay. storage. Um, that's why, like I see, like a lot of our Alzheimer's patients can still tie their shoes. Right. That, that's a muscle memory. That's a, a kind of like a, you just do it without thinking. Mm -hmm. um, how a lot of times can get dressed. You do it without thinking. Right. Um, so then you have your hippocampus, which is this blue area right in here. Um, it, it plays a key role in the formation of new memories. Um, and in the detection of new surroundings, occurrences, and stimuli. Um, so in those people with Alzheimer's, severe shrinkage is prevalent in the hippocampus. So you'll see a lot of shrinkage in here with people with Alzheimer's disease. Um, so the, I referred to this a little bit earlier. Um, now this is where a lot of confusion comes. Right. Um, because there's, there's seven stages. Correct. Okay. And most people, stage one and two, you don't even know anything's happening. Well, stage one and two are kind of like your normal. Mm -hmm. um, you have your normal age forgetfulness. There's no cognitive impairments in those stages. When you start to see something is in stage three, um, your MCI stage, which is your mild cognitive impairment stage. It's kind of like something's off, but I'm not really sure. Could be dementia, couldn't be dementia. I'm not sure. I always mm -hmm. say it's it's kind of that that seesaw it's yeah. gonna where the family say like, you know I think something's, something's off. off but they still have that sharpness yeah they're still sharp they they can hide it they, they're doing good yeah um, and they, and a lot of them are very very good at hiding it because they don't want anyone to know that something's going exactly on. and um, a lot and that comes to a lot of times where it's like oh my my dad was great and I don't know what happened and now all of a sudden He's in here for stage four, and he can't take care of himself. But he was normal, yeah. And that's because they learned to, they to learned hide it very well. Yeah. Um. So back. So in your stage four, mm -hmm. and and a good way to kind of figure out where they're at is you look at the years. So in your stage four, it's a, it's they act like a four to ten or twelve year old. Mm -hmm. Um. It's your early stage, and you'll see a lot of ten and twelve year old behaviors in there. Um. So, and then you go to your stage five, which is your middle stage, where they're living in the moment. It is all about me, 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 me. The rest of the world doesn't exist. I want it now. Kind yeah. of how, how a toddler would behave. And this is where we, we, you, you tend to have like a lot of issues with um, anger, control. Sure. Those types of things. In, in both of these stages. Because a lot of stages, in the early stage, you see a lot of anger because they can't control what's they're happening. Frustrated. They're frustrated. You know, I, something's wrong with me. I can't, I can't fix it. You mm -hmm. know, there's no drug to take to fix yes. it. Um, and then you get into your late stage and your end stage and your stages six and seven. Um, and that's where, you know, a lot of times it's, it's you know, you lose the ability to, to eat. Mm -hmm. um, Time and space become irrelevant. Irrelevant. To yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're, doing myths. so we're doing some myths, and there's a lot of myths when it comes to um, dementia and Alzheimer's. And, and so is it part of the natural aging? So it is not part of the natural aging. Um, occasional forgetfulness is normal. 
Like, why did I walk into this room? I can't remember, you know, type of thing. Um, and we always like to joke, I must be getting dementia. I can't remember why I walked into this yeah. room. Yeah, you, know, you know, we've all left, like, the pot on the stove. We all right. like, forgotten our keys somewhere. And a lot of times it's due to stress. Yeah. We forget too things. Much on your mind. You get too much on your mind. You're thinking about what's the next thing you need to do instead of finishing the task that you were doing. So there's that normal age forgetfulness that is completely fine. Yeah. Um, we all do it. Um, however, dementia is more than occasional forgetfulness. Um, it's a consistent lack of awareness and is progressive that can only be, it, it, it can only be diagnosed by a doctor. So, okay. So how do they diagnose it? Um, they run a series of tests. Um, mm -hmm. They like to run the, do the MOCA test. Mm -hmm. Um, do they do like a brain scan? Can you like actually see the shrinkage of the brain on the brain scan? So you can see the yeah. shrink of a, a shrinkage of the brain on the brain scan. What um, a lot of people don't know is Alzheimer's can't be definitively diagnosed until after death. Oh, no, I did not know that. Okay. It, it's, it's when they look at the brain after death is when the definitive diagnosis is. Oh, okay. No, I did not know that. I'm sure a lot of people didn't know that. So, so myth two, dementia is not fatal. So the reality is dementia has no survivors. Um, the disease destroys brain cells and causes memory and behavior changes as well as a loss of body function. And so as a person's brain shrinks, their abilities decline. So it's kind of um, because A is happening, B is happening. And yeah. so it's a lot of times it's, you know, it, it's, I, I don't know how to chew anymore. Yeah. So it's these factors that are causing it to be fatal. Yeah, they're, they're forgetting to swallow. They're not hungry. They don't want right. to eat. They don't want to drink. And that's what causes it to be, to be fatal. And a lot of times they have a comorbid condition. Something else that kind of is going along with In conjunction with. In, it, exactly. In conjunction with. Exactly. Okay. So. so there are ways to treat dementia to stop the progression of the disease. So is there... So there's currently no cure for any type of dementia. There are a few drugs that will help to slow down the worsening mm -hmm. symptoms, but the only work in about half the individuals, um, we cannot treat or cure dementia, but we can work to maintain the current physical and cognitive um, status. And that's a lot of what we do here within our SWAYAS program. We work to maintain them to their best ability. Um, so through the different brain games that we do, through our working on ADLs, their activities of daily living, um, having them work with us and, and keeping them at the most prime optimal mm -hmm. level is kind of how we try to combat it and, and keep it at So it. you can keep them at stage three longer. You Correct. You can keep them at stage four longer. Correct. By, by, by doing all of the things by, that we do. Yeah. Exactly. By enhancing their abilities, by having them do for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, I always say we're assisted living. That means we are assisting them to live. We are not living for them. Mm -hmm. And through that is having them do their own laundry. Right. You know, make your bed. And all that types of things. And what that does is it sustains them at their highest optimal level. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that goes along with the exercises and the activities. Because... Again, it goes back to if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. Well, that goes with your muscles. That goes with your brain. So if you're constantly working the brain, mm -hmm. then you're, you're, you're staying at that level. You know, it's when 
you stop using everything mm -hmm. is when you see that decline. You see that decline come. And that's why music is a big part here. Oh, music is a huge part. Music is a big part here because everyone connects to music. Everyone, yes. I don't think I've seen anybody who hasn't connected to music. Yes, everyone connects to music. Music is an interesting thing with the brain um, because you can have somebody who is completely nonverbal. Mm -hmm. Can't express their needs, can't express their wants, can't have a conversation with you. But you throw on their favorite song, and man, that voice comes alive. Mm -hmm. yeah, and they start singing and know every single word. Mm -hmm. So it's really, I, it's really a fascinating thing. It's, yeah, like I, I want them to do more studies on it because they, it really does. Like yeah. you see them light up whenever like their music comes on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's a whole different. Like they could be, and then they're. They're ready to go again. Exactly. They're ready to go again. Exactly. So let's go back to the, the one myth that I skipped over. Sorry, that was my problem. That was my That's fault. okay. So only older adults can have dementia. So this is... Obviously. Because that's what you think. You think it's just right. grandpa that has dementia. Right. Is that not true? That's not true. Oh. Um, it in can, your 30s? You can be diagnosed with you dementia. You can be diagnosed with dementia, dementia in your 30s. 40s and 50s? Yes. So some of it goes to lifestyle. And some of it goes to... Oh, that's scary. It, it, it is. Um, a lot of the diagnosis is early onset Alzheimer's, though other forms of dementia can get diagnosed early as well. Wow. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's a scary thing. Okay, so what can we do so that this does not happen to <laughs> us? Because I, I didn't realize it could actually happen that early, but usually there's, there's other factors there's usually other, you know, other factors that go into okay. it, um, but it, it can happen that early. So I would say exercise your brain. Do tests that cause you to use all parts of your brain. Um, you can learn something new. It's never too late to learn a new language. Nope. Anything that's going to challenge you. So anything that's hard mm -hmm. to do. Um, perform a task in a different way than you are used to doing. I always say, um, think about how you get dressed in the morning. You get dressed in the same way every yeah. single morning. Yeah, we're very re repetitive. Right. Way. So change it up. If you put your right leg in first in your pants, do your left leg. Because that's making you think. If you always brush your hair with your right hand, brush it with your left hand. Yes. Now, I've heard that before. Like, use your, your opposite hand to do tasks. Yeah. Because you really have to concentrate when you're doing that. Anything that gets that brain thinking. Anything mm -hmm. that, that makes you have to stop and really concentrate and think. Mm -hmm. um, but just as important as keeping your brain healthy, exercising your brain, exercise your body. Mm -hmm. Because that releases a whole type of other thing to your brain that helps you. So, and eating healthy, eating a... a Which we do here. They have wonderful food here. Oh, by the way. they have great food here. Yeah. 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 Very well balanced. Um, so, so, things like puzzles. Puzzles are... Puzzles great. are big here. All of a sudden, like, like everyone is like doing a puzzle. It's like... We have puzzles all over the tables everywhere. But, but waiting to be glued. To waiting to be glued <laughs> so we can hang them all up. Puzzles, circle words, crosswords, Play-Doh, painting. Sudoku. Sudoku there. Well, a lot of That's people like a great to do. one. That one's hard. That one challenges me. <laughs> that one challenges me. Oh, that one challenges our, our brain expert, Natalie. That's hard for me. That's, well, that one's hard for you. But like any of those things, reading is very, very important. Reading is, is great. And if you have a loved one who, who is suffering and, and, they, and you're doing reading with them, um, a good activity or a good you know, exercise to do with them is, is re recalling what they're reading. 
Oh, so you have to try to remember what the question is. So, yeah. Um, and it can be read a paragraph and stop and ask them questions about mm -hmm. what they read and things like that. Um, but you can do that to yourself, too. Yeah. As you're reading, stop and, and do a little reading. Because we've all done that. We've all been reading the book and like, and then your mind goes off. It starts somewhere. to wander and everything. Goes so you can do a little recall with yourself, too. Yeah. But I, the, the lantern is really good at, I mean, we come up with all kinds of different activities and you know, everything is going on here, and it's really always a lot of fun. And even during the COVID, we've managed to keep everything fun and light. And, you know, we're there for that. What are we going to do, you know? Right. Um, so I want to thank you for joining us today. You were so informative. And we want you to come back because there's so much more to the brain, and you have so much more knowledge to tell <laughs> us. Too. And we really want to hear it. So um, until next week, we say um, good afternoon and good memories. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit us at www.okra.com for more great content.